Gabrielle Marie, philosopher, entrepreneur with almost 10 years of career and business mentoring under my belt. My purpose in life? World peace, of course, but in a slightly humbler fashion, helping people to say fuck it and free themselves from the stuff that keeps them from living fully. Get unstuck. Get unstuck. for another podcast episode. This one is about how to stop caring what other people think of you. I know, big, big subject. We all suffer from it sometimes. I know I did for many years. I was an anxious mess for most of my life and worrying about what other people thought of me was a significant part of that. I'm so happy that's not my experience anymore, (laughs) at least most of the time because it can be such a hindrance to our happiness and success. Luckily, there are insights, tips, tricks, and different perspectives that can help us reclaim our power and regain control over our lives. That's what we're going to talk about today. So, what does it mean to stop caring about what other people think? We'll look at that in a second, but first, let's start by quickly examining why we care so much in the first place, and then move on to strategies to let go of this harmful and often overthinking loop you just can't seem to get out of. It all starts with this. We all want to be liked and accepted in our lives, whether at work, in our family, at school, or socially. This is an absolutely natural and necessary inclination. We're born with it and we develop it during childhood. But, and this is the thing, when it reaches an excessive level, especially as adults, it can turn into a worrying and even paralyzing habit. This need to be liked often results from anxious attachment or even childhood trauma. It's like a coping mechanism that we create to protect ourselves from hurt and pain because at a certain time in our lives, being liked, whether it was by our parents or the people taking care of us, was necessary to assure our safety. But not anymore. As grown-ass adults, wanting to be liked all the time and worrying what other people think of you keeps you stuck in a negative loop. Imagine you finally decide to do something just for you, Then immediately when you've done it, feelings of shame and guilt about doing it pop up. Then, of course, it's followed by worry. Endlessly thinking about what other people will think of you. And maybe even if you'll be punished for it somehow. Sound familiar? This is the echo of childhood. And the thing is, it's never far away. If that loop keeps repeating... We become so focused on what other people think of us that we start editing ourselves to fit expectations and standards. It's not only that we get stuck this way, we stay stuck. We start to feel how others feel about us or how we think they feel about us. And we start to act the way we think we should act for others. If someone tells us, for instance, that something is wrong about us, like when a romantic partner once told me that I was too sensitive, quote unquote, 
I believed it and I tried to change myself. Instead of taking the time to explore why being too sensitive might just be who I am and how I could turn it into a superpower, which in the meantime, I'm happy to report I have done. Thank you very much. Now, it's the same when someone asks you the dreaded question. So what are you going to do when you've just decided, for instance, to change careers or to start a business, but don't know what that will look like yet? Like a super creative and fun client shared with me recently, and I know if he's listening, he's going to recognize himself. So thank you for that tip. It was awesome. Now, I use this type of self-editing my entire life. And it often led to a lack of personal authenticity and an inability to be honest with others about who I was and what I needed. It's a horrible place to be. It's such a painful way to have to go through the world. It also caused me to become overly dependent on external validation by avoiding being honest about who I was and instead focusing on what others thought I should be. I really stopped growing as a person. Eventually, I'd forgotten how to take care of myself and make decisions that were based on my own values and beliefs. It got so bad that I didn't know what I wanted anymore. Truly, when I asked myself the question, like, what do you want? What are your desires? What, what do you even, what do you want to eat tonight? I drew a complete blank. We become this small version of ourselves, because we're making others and their thoughts about us so big. This has several consequences, of which one, although hard to live with, yet so often overlooked, trying to control others instead of being true to ourselves. You might be familiar with future tripping, about events that haven't happened yet, maybe, raise your hand if you are, and might never happen, actually, in most cases. That future tripping is often a way to try and figure out how to control a situation and make sure you get the outcome that you want from something in the future that will probably never happen. But still, it's about control. The same is true about worrying about what other people think of us. It's a way to try and predict their opinions or feelings towards us so that we can make sure they like us. I have an issue with that. First, the reality is that you cannot control what others think of you. You're not in their heads. There is no way that you're going to be able to figure out and find a way to decide what they're thinking. I mean, think about your own thinking. Most of it is unconscious anyway. But so it's absolutely impossible. But even if the capacity existed because of my values and my integrity, I wouldn't want it as a superpower, because it would mean that other people wouldn't be free to think or feel what they want. Freedom is a human right and one that we must protect at all costs. At least that's what I think about it. That's why trying to manage other people's emotions, for me, now that I've understood how it worked and that I'm no longer doing it, but really looked at, you know, what I was doing I realized it's actually a sneaky form of manipulation, one that people pleasers like me often use without even realizing it. So you can't control other people's feelings towards you or reactions to your behavior. And that's a good thing 
So that's the mind, like the mindset shift number one that I want you to make is realizing that trying to control what someone is thinking is not a great way to relate to others. It doesn't make you a safe person and it will only cause anxiety and stress in your own life. But what you can do is really look at it differently and realize that what other people think of you actually has nothing to do with you. That's point two. It has nothing to do with you. And I know you probably heard this a million times and you probably thought, yeah, it's so easy to say. It has nothing to do with me. But still, it's about me or I think they're thinking this. So we always bring it back to ourselves, right? But my point is, it really has nothing to do with you. And I'll explain that in a second. So you might as well stop thinking about them. Consider this thought experiment. You're standing in, a, in front of a group of 10 people. They all have different ages, backgrounds, experiences. You're telling these 10 people a short story about yourself. Let's say you share something painful from childhood that you haven't told anyone before. Now imagine that 9 out of the 10 people in the group react to your story with empathy, kindness, understanding. They're supportive, right? But one person in the group becomes frustrated with you and responds to your story with criticism and judgment. Now bear with me because I'm simplifying the point here that I'm trying to make because in reality, all 10 people will react differently to your story, even if you don't see it. Like reaction is for a big part unconscious internal. So on the outside, they might all just be smiling, but on the inside, they're all going to have a different reaction, different thoughts, different, you know, links with their own lives, whatever. But let's leave that out of it for now, just to keep things simple. So the question is, is it fair now to conclude that everyone else in the group thought that your story wasn't worth hearing? Or did you do anything to deserve that one person's frustration and judgment? The answer clearly is no. If when you're saying exactly the same thing to 10 different people, some people like it and some don't, some react with compassion and some with anger, some understand you and some don't. So if all of these people that you're telling the exact same story to all have a different reaction to it, how could that ever, and I repeat, ever have anything to do with you? And if it doesn't, how could you ever please everyone? There are reasons why that one person in the example reacts differently. And except in situations where you've knowingly tried to anger, frustrate or hurt someone, those reasons are not related to you in any way. I really want to let that sink in for a minute because it's one of those truths that absolutely changed my life. What other people think of you has nothing to do with you. Glenn, my therapist, who you might know by now because I do mention him a little bit in this podcast. Hi, Glenn, if you're listening. Once said to me, when I was blaming myself for something someone did to me that showed an incredible lack of integrity and absolutely no respect for me, that it could have been anyone instead of me. If the circumstances had been the same, he said, the person in front of you would have done precisely the same thing to someone else. And it's so true. 
It means that when you think or feel something negative about someone else, except if that person has purposefully harmed you or done something to you, that then has nothing to do with that person and everything to do with you. So that's the, let's say, the downside maybe of understanding how this actually works is that when you're triggered... Because everyone has their battles, their triggers, their biography, their experiences, and their traumas, unfortunately. Even if the behavior of someone else is hurtful to you in any way, that doesn't mean this other person is a bad person. It could simply mean you are connected to your feelings and experiences around the situation. Resentment, particularly... When you're mad at someone for something that they did or said, when you're jealous of someone or you blame others, when you can't let go and you're having arguments in your head, right? Like I used to have with my ex-husband all the time after he left me. I know by now that whenever I can't let go of something, whatever anyone has supposedly done to me, it's also about me. A button has been pushed in me that I have to do something about, alone or with outside help or support. Maybe I need to speak to the person that I'm so resentful about or to tell someone about it. Or maybe I just need to let go. What I think about that person at that moment is my business. So I must fix it. It's an incredibly freeing thought that nothing anyone else thinks or feels as anything to do with you and again I mean that in the sense of you not purposefully doing something to harm someone else or even not having done something that um, hurt someone when you didn't mean to so those are not the cases I'm talking about what I'm talking about is really this anxious stressful fretting over things that didn't even happen that you just heard somebody said something to you you know this the daily stuff that really like poisons our lives. It means that some things are out of your control. And it also means, and I'm going to repeat this, that if you choose to worry about what other people think of you, it doesn't change anything, except it's going to make you feel bad. Isn't that a massive waste of time? So when you find yourself in a negative and often overthinking loop of worrying about what other people think of you, try to remember those two simple truths. One, you can't control how other people think or feel about you. We've established that. And two, what other people think of you has absolutely nothing to do with you anyway. That is what it means to stop caring about what other people think. It means that you recognize and accept that you have no say in what goes on in the heads of other people or in their feelings and that those feelings and thoughts do not accurately reflect who you are. It also means understanding that unless it's the opinion of someone that you trust and that you respect or that you love, you really don't have to consider what other people think, so you might as well not care about it. The good news is it's possible to break free from this cycle of overthinking and worrying. My client Clarissa, a self-diagnosed, anxious mess, perfectionist, serial overthinker, you know, dash, 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 
changed her relationship with her thoughts slowly but surely. Because whenever she had a conversation with a coworker, a friend, or anyone, she would catch herself overthinking every sentence and reaction and start to worry about how the other person perceived her. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, but it certainly sounds familiar to me. I, I was just like Larissa. And one time she told me in one of her sessions that she had not slept all night because she couldn't stop thinking about a look a coworker had given her after she had spoken against a new project. We're talking about a look, people. Another time, she was convinced her boss didn't like her because he had been cold and distant in a meeting. On a typical day, if she was honest with herself, and if she was lucky too, she would only worry about things like that for a few hours. But those were good days. On a bad day, she would worry about it all day long. So we started to work on what she could do in those moments as soon as the vicious thoughts began to show up. Instead of letting them run wild and take over her entire day as it had you know, been, been the case so many times, she would instead take a step back and observe the situation from an outsider's perspective. She would ask herself what the evidence was that this person didn't like her. Was there really something wrong with what she had said in a meeting? Was it possible they were having a bad day maybe themselves and didn't want to take it out on her? By asking her some powerful introspective questions, she also realized she was giving away her power by worrying that way. And we came up with a few strategies for how she could start breaking out of the habit. First, instead of focusing on what other people might think or feel, she should focus on the present moment with all its details, sounds, and smells. It's a, I want to call it a trick It's not, <laughs> I, that Glenn told me or taught me. So, so I apologize, Glenn, it's not a trick. It's real sound advice and a very good tip, let's say. So because I was so anxious and such an overthinker, Glenn really taught me to step back into the present moment. And that has been so freeing to me. Now, another thing that she could do was try to use positive mantras, like what other people think of me is none of my business, or I'm free from the need to please others, or, you know, things like that. I have a mantra that I've used for many years now, and that really works. And it goes like this. What other people think of me is not my problem. Reminding myself of that whenever I got, you know, these thoughts come back into my head has helped me on many anxious and stressed out occasions to remind myself that I don't need to take other people's opinions into account. And last but not least, Clarissa decided to practice believing in herself so she would no longer rely on external approval. She started keeping a brag list of all her tiny and significant accomplishments. And today, when Clarissa has a meeting with a coworker or when she makes a presentation in front of her colleagues, it no longer needs to be an experience filled with dread for her. Still, it's something she has to work on, that's for sure. But now, at least she feels enthusiastic, she's proud of what she's doing. And most importantly, there's not so much chaos going on in her head. So if you're ready to stop caring about what other people think 
I'd like to invite you to take a moment to reflect on why you feel you need to please and seek approval of others. How is this negatively impacting your life and what could you start doing, just a small step, to break free from it? And if worrying and overthinking aren't serving you, which, newsflash, they aren't, I can guarantee it, then it's time to let it go and start living a life that's true to you. Whoa, that's it for this episode. I don't know about you, but I really get excited when I have these mindset shifts, when I start to look at things in a different way. So I hope it was helpful and it made you look at this topic from a different angle. Remember that your mental health should always be your top priority. And you don't have to do this being human thing alone. It's really okay to ask for help or support especially when you're feeling anxious and overthinking everything all the time, because I know how hard it is and how painful. So you don't have to go through this and certainly not alone. Now for the fun part, before I go, here's this week's fuck it, let's do it experiment. This week, I would love for you to come up with a mantra to diffuse the negative emotions about what other people think of you. Once you have it, I would love for you to go through life knowing that what other people think of you has nothing to do with you and use your mantra as much as you need to. Imagine it working like Harry Potter's invisibility cloak or Wonder Woman's shield, something like that, right? Nothing sticks to it or gets through it. That's how you need to feel when you're starting to worry about people judging or criticizing you. Nothing can stick if you don't give it the power to do so. If you want to take it a step further, here's this week's little act of daily rebellion. At least once this week, and you get bonus points if you do it more than once, I would love for you to actively look for feedback that you feel anxious about and tackle it head on. You are going to be so surprised at how liberating and empowering this practice can be. Because once you've done it, it's over and there is no point in thinking about it anymore. If you feel like sharing your experiment with me or your brand new mantra, don't hesitate to email me at muriel at murielmarie.com or send me a DM on Instagram at murielmarie. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful time and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Just a heads up, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, so if you're not feeling your best mentally or physically and you need some help, please make sure to consult with a medical professional or a therapist.